Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Star And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. How's it going? Woo-hoo. It is Wednesday, right? Uh-huh. You kind of have to ask yourself that these days. What day is it? Because it could just be any random day anymore. Well, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. What day is it? It's Wednesday, April 29th. Ooh, magical day. I don't know what is it. Oh, tomorrow's the last day of the month. One more day, bestie. One more day. And then, and then, I win. I won last month. We have a contest to see who can say happy whatever month it is first, starting at midnight. And uh, I won last month. I think she may have won every other month, though. I'm slacking. No, I've won a couple this year. Anywho, happy Wednesday, Wednesday. We have a dragon in the backyard. We can keep an eye on him this morning. It's a beautiful day already. It's already hot. It's like 90-something degrees already. What is it? What is it 72, 75 already? Let me take a look. 73, I was close. I went out for a run this morning super early. It was already like 68 degrees. It's crazy. So with everybody smoking today, we are on some OG Kush. And whatever else was in there, uh, uh, AK-47 yesterday hit something in a bong uh, in my tombstone house. And five minutes later, I had to go lay down. I seriously was going to finish cleaning. And I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I, I didn't know what it was. It was like the bottom of the grinder. And I just, you know, scraped it all out, put it in, and... That was it. I had to sleep. I could not. I literally, it was like that uh, purple stuff that we had at one time. That It's like Carmelicious that knocked Canada's kid out in the middle of the, or the beginning of the show. Uh, three-year anniversary, I'll never forget that. Kid takes a hit, and I think, I'll just leave what remnants are left from my go-to-sleep meds. He takes a hit, and within 15 minutes, that guy was sweating. Silver sister had to take him out back, huh? Did he get sick? Is he pacing? Just, just. Oh yeah, and then he came back inside and then just went to sleep. 
So be careful with your meds. They do have effects. So we're going to do a little fun thing today. Um, if y'all haven't already downloaded uh, Doug Fine's new audiobook, do it. Because I did it. I bought it. I did it. And we're going to listen to some of it today. That's going to be fun. And we're going to read some news and listen to some music. And just have a very casual Weed Day Wednesday. I think everybody's kind of getting excited and wondering what our governor is going to do about opening. Was it Texas that just said they're going to open everything today? Huh? Georgia? Malls? Restaurants? Bars? They're just like, do it. Open this back up, man. Let's get our country going again. Um, Not that it's not, you know, people aren't sick from this, of course. But this is weird this morning on the news we're talking about entire airlines going under. Like, I just, it's so bizarre. It's just so very strange thing. So let's talk about weed. Let's give a shout out to Tumbleweed Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. We have all our uh, COVID cootie protections in place, so you're not allowed in the office and, unless you have an appointment, unless you want to get some CBD, because then you can come get some CBD or a bong, you know, because everyone needs a bong right now, a big bong right now. <laughs> um, and I just want to say, people out there, um, poison control is getting 20% more calls from people accidentally drinking um, cleaners. Uh, so, you know, we know you're thirsty, it's hot, it's the desert, but could you smell it before you drink it? I mean, who doesn't put something up to their face and go, oh, that's a really strong, bleachy, bad smell? I don't know. Um, but just be careful out there, folks. I saw that one. I heard that one on the news, and then I saw it on the news today, too. Anyway, this is not a news show. This is a show about weed. What are we talking about here? All right. Some of the retail center, come on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Get certified. Um, you can, let's get to the website at tumbleweedsellcenter.com. And you can find out um, what qualifies you uh, for uh, medical cannabis. And look, I thought my website was up, and it isn't. Hold on. There it is. Uh, so there's a bunch of different sections there. You can go to certifications. You can go to the radio show and listen live. I hope my friend Dennis is out there listening. Howdy, howdy. Um, <clears throat> hope you made it to the show because I think I think all you have to do, let me look for myself, because um, I put this little thing in here. I think if you just click the button, it would probably go live. You could probably hear it right now. Uh, there's certification news. I put some news up there every week just to, you know, give you something else to read about. Um, we've got no events happening right now. Um, yeah. I know. Someday, someday soon, they'll, they'll open her back up. We'll all get back out there. Uh, there's some great videos. There's the Cannabis 101 little guide for CBD and, and cannabis for you. And our store. We've got a bunch of new items in our store. And right now, still 50%, no, $50 more order, you get free shipping. So get over, over to the store and check it out. If you want to get certified, um, come on down. We accept walk-ins. We've got two doctors uh, during the week, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6 right now. And then we are open back up for Saturdays um, for May. So we, uh, we're, we're opening back up little by little. So we're Monday through Saturday right now. If you want to get certified, you can do so for PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, 
chronic pain, and that can include a whole host of, of issues, fibromyalgia, migraines, uh, backaches, car accidents. We get a lot of those, a lot of car accidents. Uh, that traffic in this town is just atrocious. We've got to reroute this. they got to figure this stuff out. Uh, severe nausea, uh, epilepsy, seizures, any type of seizure, um, including epilepsy. HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's, including dementia and all the other challenges along the way with that. Cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. Um, You're also eligible for a medical marijuana card. If you're taking a medication that causes anything that, we get a lot of patients that um, get nauseous from their medicine, they get headaches from their medicine, they can't sleep from the medicine, all sorts of things go wrong. So if you've got any of that going on, you can come down and see us. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can even email thctucson at gmail.com. Could you just come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We'll get you in and we'll get you to see the doctors. It's uh, 249 includes the safety and the processing if you have your medical records. If you don't uh, and you have a condition that we can sort of or evaluate you for, some conditions we can't, um, it's an additional $50. That would make it $299. If you are on SNAP, food stamps um, assistance, uh, then you get $75 off and it's $224 or the $174 if you have your own records. So there you have it. There's a scoop on that. And just see what we got going on today. There's there's a bunch about the coronavirus. Um, and, yeah, the coronavirus is putting pressure on lots of chains right now around uh, our country and the planet. But this one says corona. Uh, coronavirus puts pressure on the cannabis supply chain. I think with everything else, people are starting to hoard weed, too. Um, offshoring, particularly to China, has been a common strategy that many U.S. companies have adopted to uh, take advantage of lower labor and production costs. In recent years, some companies, particularly those in the apparel industry, have begun sourcing more of their products from the U.S. or nearby countries such as Mexico to reduce uh, lead times and increase supply chain resiliency. The novel coronavirus or COVID-19 could force cannabis companies to also consider suppliers closer to home. Well, um, High Times just bought out um, dispensaries in California, so their High Times magazine is going to open their own dispensaries. There you go. Um, okay, here's some news. Uh, these are, this is just some tidbits here. Let's see. We've got some other ones, but uh, we're going to start with this. Oh, that's the COVID-19 know-how. Canopy growth growth to lay off roughly 500 employees, uh, close two greenhouses, and halt plans for a third greenhouse. Canopy growth has unveiled what it's called a production optimization plan. 
for its operations in Canada, which include the closure of two greenhouse facilities and the elimination of roughly 500 employees. Canopy plans to shutter its greenhouses uh, in Alder Grove and Delta, British Columbia, which make up roughly 3 million square feet of licensed production space. Uh, and the company no longer plans to open a third greenhouse in Niagara-on-the-Lake. The company cited a slow adult-use market rollout and the timing of outdoor permitting as reasons behind the decision. Well, yeah, those are huge. That's, those are huge operations, too. But I would imagine everyone still needs their weed like they need everything else, like toilet paper. Still don't get that. The hoarding of toilet paper. All right. Um, Joe Caltabiano explains decision to resign from Cresco Labs. Resignations. On March 2nd, Cresco Labs co-founder Joe Caltabiano announced that he had resigned from his role as president effective immediately, a decision that he says he'd been considering and discussing with the Cresco team for a few weeks. Uh, the co-founder of the Chicago-based multi-state operator in 2013 said it is time for him to step back and look at some opportunities that I've always wanted to pursue. As his skill uh, set, his skill set, huh? he's taking his skills and he was going to go make some eggs. His skill sets no longer align with Cresco's future needs. Sounds suspicious. Okay, nearly 80% of illicit market vape cartridges collected during buyback program were unfit for consumption. 80%. That's an illicit market vape cartridge cartridge buyback program set in motion by Platinum and Mankind Dispensary in Miramar, California, has revealed that the majority of unregulated vapes collected are unfit for consumption. During the month of September, Mankind purchased uh, Mankind's customers were invited to turn in vape cartridges that had been purchased from sources other than illegal cannabis dispensary in exchange for a, a platinum vape cart- cartridge. Testing on the surrender vape cartridges has since revealed alarming statistics. Um, and this is all coming from Cannabis Business Times. So, of course, they want you to read the full story and go, we'll have to get on there and read that full story at some point. Sorry, pals out there. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's that's bad and that's where all those all the lung problems came from and you know not saying that every one of the um vapes you got in dispensaries were of the highest quality um however uh you have to you know i don't know it's hard to check those sources vapes are hard i mean you can look at your weed under a good little microscope and see if there's bugs in it but it's kind of hard to check your vapes and see if there's, you know, you don't know what's in it. I mean, they can tell you it's pure, which, you know, and then you get this stuff where you you get on the black market and anyone's selling it, at, you know, and the black market could be crap like 7-Eleven. I mean, it could be Circle K crap. It could be, you know, the smoke shops or, you know, wherever they're getting this stuff that's not, you know, regulated because it doesn't have to be. Um, anywho. Cannabis consumption by political ideology. Whoa. Cannabis kids, we miss you. Where are you? Ah, if you identify as a liberal, you're six times more likely to have consumed cannabis than those who identify as a conservative. 
Six times, huh? That's according to the 2020 Gallup poll in January. 24% portion of people who identify as having a liberal ideology who smoke cannabis. 12% people who identify as having a moderate ideology who smoke cannabis. And 4% portion of people who identify as having a conservative ideology who smoke cannabis. And that doesn't allow for 100%, so the rest of the percent are hiding in a cannabis closet. Come on out, guys. This is probably like, you know, 64 over here for you conservatives. You guys are toking it up big time. We know which. Organ boost THC limit for hemp products. What? Total amount of THC allowed in a hemp concentrate, extract, or tincture container prior to February 1st, 2020, 10 milligrams. Um, and now, in a hemp concentrate, uh, after February 1st, total amount of THC allowed is 50 milligrams. There you go. That's actually fantastic. He's putting cannabis and, and hemp in a whole new ball game with each other. All right. Sales slow down in Canada. $100 million. Origin, Original estimated tax revenue to be generated from Canadian adult use. Cannabis sales, fiscal year 2019 to 2020. $66 updated estimated tax revenue uh, revenue to be generated from Canadian adult use cannabis sales, fiscal year 2019-2020. That's a big, that's a big drip, uh, drip. that's a big drop in your, in your, uh, your drip there, drip of concentrate. That's crazy. All right. Well, how's it going out there, folks? What's everybody doing? Since you're all uh, quarantining and hibernating, is anybody even up this early in the morning? I'm up super early. I don't know why. Just way early. Well, here's a question we get a lot. <clears throat> At Stumbleweed Health Center, come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We are open Monday through Saturday right now. Saturday is kind of a short day. We only have one doctor. Uh, it's 10 to 3. We get booked up really quickly, but we do take walk-ins, so get on down. If we don't get to the phone, apologize. It's ringing off the hook these days, but we will call you back within usually 24 hours. We're pretty good about that. Um, you can email us questions at thctucson at gmail.com. And on our website at, th- at uh, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, uh, you can actually just fill out a little form and ask your question right there, and it's super, super simple. So CBD versus THC, what? is the difference. And here you have it. While chemically similar, CBD and THC, both compounds in the cannabis plant on the body. There are over 100 known cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant. The best known are cannabidiol, CBD, and tetrahydrocannabidiol, THC. The two are very similar in structure but react very differently with the body's endocannabinoid system. Dropping science. Simply put, the body has two cannabinoid receptors that help the body function. CB1 receptors uh, are present in the parts of the brain responsible for such process as memory, high cognition, emotion, and motor coordination. And CB2 receptors, on the other hand, are located throughout the central nervous and immune system. CBD and THC interact with these receptors in very different ways. Both may interact with the CBD, uh, CBD, 
2 receptors and produce different effects in the body. When THC binds with CB1 receptors, signals are sent to the brain resulting in the psychoactive or high. CBD, in contrast, does not bind with CB1 receptors and causes no euphoria or impairing effects. Like CBD, THC is prized for its uh, medical properties. Uh, as a component of medical cannabis, THC has been used to treat glaucoma, muscle spasticity, low appetite, insomnia, pain, nausea, anxiety. One of the biggest differences between CBD and THC is their respective legality. While hemp is now a legal crop federally, each state has its own law to regu- um, <clears throat> related to marijuana, with some approving it for recreational and or medicinal use. Um, a little brief description of a difference there. But I think some people do feel there's an article I, I reposted, uh-oh, on um, Facebook that was about um, CBD getting you high. So let's see if I can find that. I can never find what I post, and it's just I should have found it earlier. But let's see. How do I, oh, there's our page. <laughs> All right, there it is. There's our page, and you should be able to get there. It's um, the pages.com slash T-H-C-A-Z. And then there should be some posts here. Oh, here we go, posts. And this one said, you know, CBD does get you high, and I think it might be partially due to the fact that um, you're feeling better. I don't know. We'll have to see. We talked, let's see. 10 couch lock strains. Oh, we're going to have to find that later because it's just taking too long. Sorry. Why We just post a lot. So there's CBD coffee and gravity bongs. And it should have been one of the, or maybe I posted it on my page. I don't know. See, I don't know how I do stuff. Yep, I'm posting stuff on, oh, CBD is psychoactive, and that's okay. I posted it on my page. I just figured they're intertwined. They go all over the place. Um, so you'll find it somehow. All right, so CBD is psychoactive, and that's okay. Perhaps the biggest lie put forth by people in the cannabis industry is that CBD is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. That's patently false because CBD does affect the mind, and this is part of what makes it such effective medicine. And, you know, people will go on to define what psychoactive psychoactive is, and that is anything that affects the mind. That could be coffee or bubble gum or ice cream or whatever it is. Um, you might be craving. So here's a thought experiment. What if you and almost everyone else around you are all the victims of a grand misunderstanding of what marijuana's less intoxicating ingredient CBD actually does? So see, there it is, less intoxicating. It's a question of how the word psychoactive is defined. While most people have been using the term non-psychoactive as a synonym for non-intoxicating when they describe CBD, They're misusing the word non-psychoactive. In truth, a psychoactive substance is something that will alter the mental process or behaviors, but that doesn't mean every psychoactive substance is going to get a user high. Let's put this to a test. Go to the search engine of your choice, type in CBD, and hit return. As it turns out, almost every result is going to declare CBD non-psychoactive. All of these assertions are wrong. CBD, or cannabidiol, is one of the many active compounds in the cannabis plant. Unlike THC, it does not impart upon the user the intoxicating effects for which cannabis is known. Instead, C- 
CBD is associated with the opposite, with ameliorating THC's distorations of space, time, and sound with fighting anxiety and depression and maybe even addiction. In layman's shorthand, THC, uh-oh, got a big old giant out here, um, is the healer for these reasons. CBD, um, oh, <laughs> see, the ad messed me up. Here we go. In layman's shorthand, THC is the party animal and CBD is the healer. For these reasons, CBD is popularly known as non-psychoactive. This term is the most common descriptor applied to CBD, done so by numerous marijuana industry sources as well as mainstream media accounts published in the New York Times, The Guardian, and elsewhere. All of these sources are guilty of propagating misinformation. A confession, I too have been responsible for casually peddling this falsehood in the past. We've said it, non-psychoactive. Of course, CBD is psychoactive. Far fewer people would care about it. You would not know its name. It wouldn't be the hottest and newest wellness ingredient in Brooklyn self-care shops and certainly wouldn't be the main component of a new FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug to treat epilepsy. As Dr. Ethan Russo, one of the foremost cannabis researchers, told the Leaf, quote, very simply stated, what is clear about CBD is that it must be considered psychoactive because of its ability to act as an anti-anxiety agent and as an anti-psychotic agent, the explanation behind why CBD is psychoactive. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines the term psychoactive as, quote, affecting the mind or body, quote. At the World Health Organization, psychoactive substances are substances that, when taken or taken in or administered into one system, affect mental processes example, cognition, uh, or effect. Under both these definitions, CBD is psychoactive because it's affecting mental processes when it mitigates the, quote, high feeling, quote, of smoking cannabis, or when it helps with anxiety and depression. This means that it cannot be possible to say in the same breath that CBD is non-psychoactive and that it will help with anxiety and depression. For example, other psychoactive substances include ibuprofen, caffeine and a glass of wine if they weren't um, if they weren't no more if they were no more efficient than um, a glass of water or a deep breath of air no one would care martin lee is the co-founder and um, director of project cbd an educational platform founded in 2010 that provides resource um, research and resources on cannabis therapeutics in the beginning we recently told cannabis now that Project CBD also used to refer to CBD as non-psychoactive. At that time, the idea was to remind the public, especially those uh, subject to decades of anti-marijuana propaganda, that the plant could be non-intoxicating. Now, Project CBD uses the term non-intoxicating to describe CBD instead of non-psychoactive. At least in the beginning, it was a way for us to emphasize that there was something else going on with the cannabis plant, that we should look at it differently, we said. But I'm uncomfortable with that now. As things went along, the obvious facts started uh, staring us in the face. Change is one's mood. Even if you're not getting high, it's psychoactive. Uh, pharmacologically, THC and CBD act in similar ways. Both molecules interact with the CBD1 endocannabinoid receptors, although at different sites and with different effects. A misunderstanding of how the the molecules work based on old science 
may be at the root of the grand CBD myth. These Project CBD has attempted to correct the record, but like many other rational and reasonable science-based efforts in our post-factual world, it is swimming upstream and is working against bad faith actors intent on marketing CBD in any way possible to as many cannabis newcomers as possible. At best, non-psychoactive is an honest mistake stemming from a well-intentioned misunderstanding. At worst, non-psychoactive is an ad man's trick and intentional misdirection meant to deceive. The problem is that some CBD products derived from industrial hemp that's much lower in CBD content um, than the grown for the purpose uh, cannabis might actually be non-psychoactive because there's not enough CBD present, but that means the product is faulty, not the ingredient itself. So you know what isn't faulty? Puff, 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 puff. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Hey, Obama, stop being 
are set to be expunged <clears throat> or reduced in Santa Clara County uh, this week as part of continuing effort to clear criminal records of actions that are no longer a violation of state law. I love it. That's fantastic. The expungements are scheduled to be granted on Wednesday, 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 by Judge Eric S. Geffon, according to a release from the Santa Clara, Santa Clara County Superior Court. Quote, the Santa Clara County Superior Court is pleased to be able to order the record clearance of thousands of people today, quote, presiding Judge Deborah A. Ryan said in a statement that noted the collateral damage of marijuana convictions, quote, we hope this process will provide a sense of closure to those individuals. Having a clear record also will assist those seeking employment, an issue that is especially important as businesses begin the process of reopening. Uh, 9,000 defendants affected. The move by prosecutors in Santa Clara County, home to California's Silicon Valley, will vacate or reduce in excess of 11,500 convictions, more than 9,000 defendants. The expungements were authorized by Prop 64, the 2016 ballot initiative that legalized recreational use and sale of marijuana in California. The pace to clear the criminal records of low-level marijuana offenses got a slow start due to rules that require defendants to file a petition with the court to have a conviction expunged. Many defendants failed to complete the process with doing an offered required a court appearance. The process has been accelerated by a law passed in 2018, which directed prosecutors throughout the state to proactively expunge convictions for many offenses no longer illegal and reduce many other from felonies to misdemeanors. Prosecutors have until July of this year to comply with the law. In February, prosecutors in Los Angeles County announced that 66,000 convictions going back to 1961 had been identified for expungement in collaboration with the nonprofit tech group Code for America. Last summer, the California Department of Justice sent a list of convictions potentially eligible for expungement to the Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office. But prosecutors soon realized that the list was not complete and failed to include many convictions that were eligible to be cleared. Quote, the list that we got from the Department of Justice, while helpful, was really under-inclusive and missed a number of people, said Assistant District Attorney David Engel. Um, prosecutors created a revised list, which after several audits included 10,000 cases, although not all of them will be fully cleared. Some convictions are uh, for felony offenses that will instead be reduced to misdemeanors. Um, but not all cannabis convictions are eligible for expungement or reduction in charges. While Prop 64 authorized the expungement of many marijuana offenses, those that involved other factors such as the use um, or possession of firearms, child endangerment, or environmental destruction are not included. We certainly took a broad view of interpreting the law to allow relief, but the law, Prop 64, kind of dictates who is eligible and who is not. Um, the process of identifying and vetting convictions eligible for expungement or reduction was completed uh, through a collaboration <clears throat> between the Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office, uh, the Santa Clara County's Office of the Public Defender, the Santa Clara County Technology Services and Solutions, and the Superior Court Information Services Bureau. Quote, many months of work have gone into this process and it would not have been possible without outstanding work from each participant court official said, quote. Well, and here's the same thing. 
if uh, vote in this legalization of cannabis for Arizona, then hold on, folks, dragon emergency. Then um, they're promising expungement, and um, it's not really expungement. What it is is um, prisoners are having to file um, from within with being already being in jail. So they're not really getting expunged. They're having to do what Prop 64 in California did, the same thing, and it took four years to get it started. Crazy. All right, so now what I want to do is, um, so read what, read, just read, 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 read. <laughs> read the initiative, folks, because seriously, um, it's so important to know what you're voting for. And if you just vote for something because you think it's a good thing, then you're not, you know, you're, this is not the best initiative, so just vote. But now I want to have Doug Fine read to you a little bit of his book, American Hemp Farmer. I just got this on, what's it called, what's our program? Uh, well, I'll say the name of the program in a second. Um, but I just got this. It was a Libro.fm. Um, you can. It's available now for audiobooks. I'm not the best reader reader, but um, <clears throat> I'm excited to share this with you guys. Hopefully this comes through. Um, we're going to play a little bit of Doug Fine's American Hemp Farmer. Oh, hold on. <laughs> so now, because this is in my ear, hmm, maybe, I wonder if we can put it into the speaker. <clears throat> um yeah, let's do that. Let's put it in the speaker and see if that works. Um, we're going to put this in the speaker and see if it works now. Okay. Okay, here we go. Well, hold on, folks, because I think um, I'm not so sure you got to hear any of that. Oh, couldn't hear any of it, huh? But are we back on now? Oh, well, that's lame. Um, I tried to get it on my computer, and I can't. So um, I have it downloaded. I'll have to download it on my iPad and um, go from there. But at any rate, I do have some other things to share with you. Um, and we can sit outside and listen to the birds and and uh, read about some other stories. We can do it right here, I think, and watch this mighty dragon of ours. The doves are out, and they're like, hey, I built this great little castle for um, my bearded dragon, and and the doves seem to think that it's for them, and it is not. All right, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have uh, sunglasses on, but... Rather, I should probably have on readers so I can see what I'm reading here. Oh, my, the joys of getting slightly older. All right, so this is coming from Nature Rx, Better Living Through Cannabis. I love all these magazines. I always tell you guys how excited I get um, uh, when I get up to the checkout stand and and uh, <clears throat> There's cannabis magazines. I just I get like a little kid. It's really fun. 
Anywho, um, there's some great questions in here, and um, there was one in here that I wanted to uh, read because it's a question that we get. Um, well, there's dosage recommendations, um, but <clears throat> those are all. Oh, here it is. What are terpenes, and which ones are best for me? That's what I wanted to read about were terpenes. Okay. Terpenes are organic compounds produced by plants and insects that scientists believe are meant to deter potential predators. In cannabis, terpenes are what give the flower their various scents, flavors, and effects. Uh, They therefore play a critical role in differentiating among different cannabis strains. Cannabis compounds, including cannabinoids and terpenes, work synergistically to provide the psychoactive and medicinal effects. There are over 20,000 known terpenes in existence, and more than 100 of these can be found in cannabis. That chemical uh, calling card is what makes you uh, sensory so darn fragrant. Among the most common is myrcene. Known for its calming effect and peppery, spicy scent, in some plants, myrcene makes up as much as 65% of the overall terpene content. Myrcene terpenes are found in strains such as White Widow. Uh, limonene, which is one of our favorites, uh, with its lemony scent, limonene is also found in uh, various citrus fruits. This terpene has antibacterial properties and is added to some cleaning products. Limonene terpenes are found in such strains as, su- strains as Super Lemon Haze and are touted for stimulating optimistic thoughts. Yep, lemon skunk. That's my favorite. Pinene. Oh, I love this one too. The piney aromatic terpene is also secreted, um, secreted by plants as a defense against pests. They have anti-inflammatory and antiseptic or antiseptic properties, are thought to reduce anxiety and may counteract the short-term memory loss associated with heavy THC use. Pinene terpenes are found in strains such as Blue Dream, Carophyllene. These terpenes are also found in cinnamon, black pepper, and black pepper, and studies have pointed toward their potential role in helping alleviate depression and anxiety. Carophyllenes are found in strains such as Super Silver Haze, where Silver Sister got her name. Humulene. These are found in cloves and basil, and some studies have suggested that they may play a role in reducing appetite. Uh, Humulene terpenes are found in strains such as sour diesel, and Girl Scout cookies, all which are really good. Let's see what time we got here. Oh, we've got plenty of time. Okay. Sorry about the Doug thing. Um, I'll have to get that down. I don't know that I can uh, download that to my computer. I tried, but it didn't work. Anywho, we'll just keep reading. We've got a little bit of time left. Um, okay. And here's a question. These are all uh, little answers to, uh, I guess, questions readers wrote in. So let's just keep reading here. Okay. What do we got? CBD terminology is confusing. What's the difference between isolate, full spectrum, and broad spectrum? Well, that's a good one. Um, Let's see what they have to say here. The mismatch of acronyms and lingo on CBD packaging makes us want to chew a gummy or three. At least these terms are easy and important to decipher. They refer to the type of CBD used in a given product. 
An isolate is the purest form of CBD as it has been isolated from all the other compounds found in a hemp or cannabis extract, example, flavonoids, terpenes, THC, and other cannabinoids. It is typically hemp-derived, as hemp <clears throat> has extremely low, sometimes even non-existent levels of THC. Uh, full spectrum is uh, CBD contains all of the naturally occurring compounds found in the plant, example, the essential oils, the terpenes, the other cannabinoids, um, which are said to work together to enhance the benefits of the extract. This is known as the entourage effect. Full spectrum oils uh, typically contain trace amounts of THC under 0.3% uh, to be legal in this country. A study conducted by the Lautenberg Center for General Tumor Immunology in Jerusalem found that full spectrum CBD provided higher levels of relief, relief uh, than CBD isolates. Broad-spectrum CBD retains many of the compounds present in full-spectrum uh, CBD, but as with isolate, the, com- uh, the THC is completely removed. There you go. There's the difference, folks. Full-spectrum has THC. Broad-spectrum does not. Okay. Um, this means you're likely to get the benefits of terpenes and other cannabinoids without the potential legal and psychoactive risks of a full-spectrum oil that hasn't been carefully vetted through testing. Yeah, see, and that's the other problem. Um, You get people out there who aren't testing, who don't have their certificate of authenticity or who are making those up or paying for test results that aren't even accurate. Um, So you gotta be careful. Here's a good one. Well, to continue that, are cannabis products tested and regulated for potency, contamination and consistency? Uh, short answer, not enough. Uh, cannabis products are currently marketed as supplements, not medications, which means the Food and Drug Administration doesn't systematically regulate cannabis or require testing protocols. Federal oversight is certainly coming. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell recently called on the FDA to move faster, but for now, the only activity is at the state and private levels. Um, any product you purchase from a state's accredited dispensary must be tested for purity and potency in a third-party laboratory. The more sophisticated tests require labs to provide a breakdown of the terpene profile, cannabinoid ratios, and potency of CBD and THC. They also require labs to itemize contaminants such as heavy metals, chemicals, pesticides, and microbial contaminants like mold. Yeah, and that's in there. Um, you don't ever want to find that. That's not a good thing. Um, and residual solvents that also may be left over from the extraction process. California maintains the highest standards for product safety with a list of dozens of prohibited contaminants. To be confident that the product you're purchasing is legit, ask to see the brand's COA certificate of analysis, which is verification of a third-party test. If you buy bootleg or black market cannabis products, you're on your own and probably at risk. Scientists testing bootleg cannabis state products in September 19 found that many cartridges were tainted with vitamin E, which can cause significant lung damage when inhaled. All the black market cartridges tested positive for pesticides. Oh, I didn't know that. All the cartridges tested positive for pesticides. That is awful. Oh, my God. 
I can't even believe it. Oh, I mean, I can, but that's something you don't really want to believe. Um, let's see what we've got going on here. It's 8.53. Wow, see how time flies when you're having fun. Smoking weed or something. Hanging out with a dragon in the backyard. Oh, there goes a the tiny one. Um, how much CBD is actually in the bottle? We've seen it over and over. A confused shopper stands before a CBD display at the local grocery store surveying shelves of hemp products. <clears throat> one salve is 5% CBD, another is 15, another is 20%. Some contain 50 grams of active ingredients. Some tout a month's worth of 1,200 milligrams, daily dose worth, the tincture options are just as varied. Plus, you can buy them in one, two, or 200 milliliter bottles. What to buy? Rule of green thumb. All right, here's their rule of green thumb. The percent concentration is more important than the overall milligrams. So, for instance, a 10 milliliter bottle with a thousand milligram of cannabidiol <clears throat> yields a concentration of 10%. Why a 20 milliliter bottle of 1,000 milligram of cannabinoid yields a concentration of 5%. Use this formula, strength equals milligram, divided by volume, forget it. Oh, just forget the math. Come to Tumbleweeds, and we'll help you figure it out. I don't do math, and you shouldn't have to either. That's crazy. Give me a formula, like I'm going to get to the store and be like, okay, I've got my pencil and paper ready. I'm going to formulate. No, shouldn't be that far. It shouldn't be rocket science. Um, yeah, so... Here's a good one too, um, and this is just you know people need to people need to ask these questions and they need they need to know the answer. Can I overdose on cannabis? Yeah, if you smoke a whole bale of hay bale of it in one sitting, yeah, along with your hay. According to an estimate by the Department of Health, you need to consume nearly 19 pounds of THC at once to snuff out your life, um, and that would probably be just like a smoke inhalation effect, nothing from the weed itself. Uh, short of that, you may experience a range of unpleasant symptoms after overindulging, which we, that's a good term for ours, um, on a mom's weekend in Vegas. But you won't croak. Unlike alcohol, opioid and stimulants, cannabis fatalities, um, they say are rare. We're going to say they're null. Cannabis OGs can provoke elevated heart rate, labored breath, um, increased blood pressure, nausea, and vomiting, panic, paranoia, disorientation, delusions, and hallucinations are common mental symptoms. If you've ever felt <clears throat> nervous or unhinged from reality after eating a stronger-than-expected edible, you've probably experienced a mild cannabis overdose. I don't like the word overdose. I like overindulge because overindose kind of implies that you're dead and you're not, except for the cop that called in after eating a brownie. He's like, we're dead. Maybe ate the brownie. We're all dead. <laughs> Why is cannabis so safe relative to other substances listed in the DEA's drug schedules? According to the Recovery Village of Leading Rehab Facilities, because marijuana mostly affects memory and coordination, while other drugs like heroin are notorious for binding to areas of the brain um, that control vital functions like, oh, breathing. Uh, see, no, this is your brain on drugs elsewhere in this issue. Yeah, so there's nothing in, in our system that says you've had too much cannabis, you need to quit breathing. Um, maybe go take a nap, <laughs> but definitely not quit breathing. You can do that with all sorts of other things. Hell, you can die from water overdose. Um, there are a number of precautions uh, responsible cannabis users can take to avoid the uncomfortable symptoms of a cannabis overdose. 
Newer users should start with products that have relatively low THC concentrations, then gradually work up uh, when trying a new product or strain for the first time. Consume a small amount. Um, and I'm going to say, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're new at this, two and a half milligrams, um, even five milligrams can be a lot. Wait for the onsets of its effect before deciding whether to consume more. And those onsets could take an hour or two. So I just say wait like six hours. Wait till you get to the half-life there. When trying a new product or strain, um, oh, yeah, still, since nausea and discomfort are far more common when cannabis is combined, uh, combined with other substances like tobacco or alcohol, stick to one intoxicant at a time. Yeah, Bessie, you can't blame the weed anymore. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's always important to know the dose that's in your, that's in, in your weed or in your CBD. Um, and hopefully the person at the counter, uh, can help you with those things, uh, because it is super, super important. Um, you know what else is important? We're going to, we're going to flash on one of these commercials here just for fun right now. We're going to bust in. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. All right, and yeah, give us a call, 520-838-4430. Come on down to Tumbleweed Health Center at 826 East Broadway Boulevard. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for being here today. We appreciate you each and every week. Cannabis Kid, we miss you. When we're done with this quarantining stuff, we're going to have you down and hug forever. That's right, we know. It's going to get weird. Uh-huh. Have an awesome day, folks. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate, and smoke a ton of weed. It helps with the cooties. Have an awesome day, y'all. Be good to each other.